and straying away from God. And we won't realize that the devil has tricked us until something bad happens to us that puts us in a position that lets us know that we have compromised the faith of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and now it's caused problems in our lives, you know. So we don't want to do that. We want to make sure that we're always intact with what God is doing in our lives and we want to make sure that, you know, that we don't never neglect to study God's word and stay in contact with God and allow God to stay in contact with you because what happened is, is I'm telling you, there are all kinds of things out here that will pull your mind away. And the thing about the church is, is that we're in the church and the word of God is being preached all over the world. But what I don't understand is that the people come, but they don't always hear. And we need to hear. We, we, we need to always hear what God is saying to us. The Bible says, when you come into the house of the Lord, be more ready to hear than to give the sacrifices of a fool. Let's go to the book of... Uh, First Corinthians. First Corinthians, the first chapter. Brenda, if I missed anything, please, uh, as you're closing out, let them know. Because my head gets rolling up here and I'll forget something. Easy. Um, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse uh, 10, starting at the 10th verse. Are we there? Amen. Look here. The Bible says, Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye all speak the same language or the same thing. And that there be no division among you, but that ye be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. Let's pray. Father, thank you, Lord, for bringing us together once again this morning. And may the, in the multitude of your mercies, Father, we thank you, Father. And we know that we're not worthy of the least of thy mercies, Father, but you have seen fit, Lord, to save our souls, Father, and we're just so grateful. And we're so thankful, Lord, that you woke us up this morning in the beauty, under the beautiful canopy of this place called earth, Father. We look at that heaven towards you, Father. We lift up our eyes into the hills which come our help. And we thank you, Lord. We thank you for your blessings, your many blessings. And we will continue to serve you in the gratitude and the graciousness of your son, Jesus Christ. And let the church say amen. 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 Now the Bible says that he, here Paul is, and Paul is doing some begging here. He's saying, I beseech you. In other words, I'm begging you to pay attention to what the word of the Lord is saying. You know, because I'm telling you, we hear the word. But if we don't eat the word and then receive the word, then what happens is, in other words, we have to eat it and then we got to allow it to digest itself in us. You know, we, we have to ponder on this word and see what it is that God is trying to tell us because it's not that God is not speaking. God is speaking, 
but it's that the church as a whole is not listening. Somewhere along the line, we've tried to make church what we want church to be. And the only way that we can make church the way it's supposed to be is by this word. This is our roadmap. So these are the instructions that God is speaking to us this morning about. He says, now, I, now, right now, I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye all speak the what? Same thing. He's begging us to all. I'm talking about the body of Christ, people. The body of Christ is more than what we see here. It always has been. It always will be. But God is speaking a universal message to a universal people. And he is saying that let us all speak the same thing. Why? And that there be no division among you. Division can only come when we refuse to speak the same thing. Amen. This is what we speak. This. When we get out of line from speaking this right here and we start going on our own notions and begin to speak what it is that we want to speak so that we can conjure up whatever it is or for whatever reason it is that we conjure up things as human beings do because we are very crafty. So what happens is, is that when we get out of line with this right here, then division starts. But God says, speak the same thing. So that there be no division among you. Well, let's look back at Genesis 11 chapter. You don't have to go there. I'm just going to talk to you a minute about the power of Babel, just for a second before I get into this. Because the, in those days, during the Tower of Babel, there was one language, just one. Just one. They all had the same language. In other words, they were speaking the same thing. Let's build this tower. Let's make this monument to heaven about us. Not about God, but about us. You know how we do. You know how we do. We love our monuments. You know, we love to put our names on things. You know. Now, the word of God tells us that they were speaking the same thing. And they built this thing, and it was such a united thing that God had to come down himself. That's how powerful unity is. They were all speaking the same thing to the point where God Almighty himself had to come down and confuse the language. Had to bring in division among the people of the world. Psalms 133 verse 1 says, Behold, brethren, how beautiful or how pleasant and good is it that the brethren do what? Dwell together in unity. You can't dwell together in unity unless we're all speaking the same thing. Psalms 133 verse 1. Then he goes right on over there to Ephesians 4 3 and he says endeavoring. That word endeavor means to attempt. 
Now, when you attempt something, that means that you're constantly trying to get it done until you succeed at it. Endeavoring to keep the unity, it says, Ephesians 4.3. Endeavoring to keep the unity in the bond of peace. So, through peace, and through the bond of peace, that's how we keep the spirit of unity in the house. By speaking the same thing. First Corinthians, back at First Corinthians, chapter 1, verse 10, the last section of it, the, of that verse 10, it says, but there be that, but there, that ye be perfectly joined together. Not just any kind of way joined together, but that ye be perfectly joined together in the same mind and the same what? Yeah. Judgment. Perfectly joined. You, you see, you've got to understand, a church can be joined together. But that word say that we need to be perfectly joined together. Let me give you an idea of what I'm saying. Give you some clarification. The word of God says that we are one body, one spirit, one mind, one God. Y'all know, one faith, one baptism, all that good stuff, right? Okay, we're a body. Now, and I told y'all before, if you want to see the body of Christ, all you got and see how it works, all you got to do is look at the body, your own body, and see how it works. All the members are placed in the position where God himself placed it, and it pleased him to place it. All the members of the body. Okay. It talks about being perfectly joined together, right? Okay, somebody get the child. Being perfectly joined together means to that you don't put the kneecap where the elbow is. You don't put the eye where the ear is. I'm talking about being perfectly joined together. So you can be joined together, but you'll have a monster having your foot where your hand is your elbow where your kneecap. You understand what I'm saying? You'll still be joined together, but you'll have a mess. Do y'all agree that there are some churches who have made a mess? Do y'all agree with that? Because they're not perfectly joined together. You see, the reason that they're not perfectly joined together is because they've taken the word and they have practically did it their way and used it for their advantage. And they have used people. Amen. You see, I heard a preacher this morning on TV told people, look, you need to step out on faith and you need to go and don't put $5 in your car to get gas, but fill your car up. And don't worry about how you're going to eat that evening. Now, that's, that's a fool. Now, that's a fool. See, you, see, you plan on God now, see? see? See, that's the stuff we have to listen to and be careful of. Because with faith, God gives us common sense. Now, you, don't, you know you got to eat that evening now. Now, why are you going to take all your money and fill up a car? And you know you ain't got nothing in your refrigerator. Put the $5 in the car and eat and don't try to run around all over the place to burn up that five dollars. You know what I'm saying? It makes sense, right? See, common sense got to be used with this Bible, y'all. See, what we do is we play on God too much. These preachers are out here using folks to play on God. 
God's going to get tired of that. God's going to get tired of the church. He already tired of the church playing games. He said, let us be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same spirit. Well, let's go and let's look at Ephesians 2, 21 and 22. Let's look at it. Being perfectly joined. Ephesians 2, 21 and 22. Are we there? Say amen when you get there, please. Ephesians 2, verse 21 and 22. We're talking about being joined together. The word of the Lord says, in whom all the building, we're the building, is how, how, is it, how is it framed together? Fitly. That means it's perfectly formed or framed together. And it's growing unto a, what kind of temple? Holy. holy. Not just a temple, but a holy temple unto who? Unto the Lord. But the thing got to be fitly framed together. He said, let us all be perfectly joined together. Verse 22 here says in the book of Ephesians 2.22, in whom you also, talk about us, are built together. See, we're built together in the same mind and in the same judgment, together for what? Habitation of God through the Spirit. Let us be perfectly joined together. Let's go back to home base here in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse Verse 21. Let's skip on over to verse 21. 1 Corinthians 1, verse 21. For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. Now here it is that God Almighty created the world by wisdom. And the world itself didn't know the wisdom because Proverbs 24, verse 7, first of all, how many of y'all know sin will make you a fool? How many of you know that? So that's rule number one. Sin will make you a fool. It'll make you a liar. It'll make you find ways not to do what you need to do when you need to be doing I'm going to cut it in here this moment. I'm going to tell you what sin will do. Sin will destroy you. That's what sin will do. The world, so, so, so the world, it says, after that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. Why? Because Proverbs 24, 7 says that wisdom is too high for a fool. That's the first thing. And the second thing is, in verse 23, verse 9 of Proverbs, it talks about the fact that do not speak into the ears of a fool because he'll despise your wisdom. You ever try to talk to a fool? Did you ever try to talk wisdom to a fool? A fool will hate you. Uh, the Bible says a fool despises knowledge. So the world is a fool. The world don't even know that men are men and women are women, and that's it. That's it. God ain't changed that recipe. He ain't going to change it. But here come man wanting to tamper with something. He always wants to tamper with something and mess up something. Economy be doing good, he tamper with it. 
He can't stand to see nothing. Man be doing good and start tampering with himself. Man just can't satisfy. He just ain't satisfied. He always got to mess up things when things are going good. You don't have to say amen. You don't have to say amen. It don't make no difference. This is saying amen. I hear heaven saying, preach it, boy. Heaven don't care nothing about whether you say amen or not. It really don't make no difference to heaven. But it ought to make some difference to you. It ought to. Because time running out. You ain't as young as you used to be. You ain't as fit as you used to be. And if you're like me, you don't have as much money as you used to have either. So as, as things get tighter, your mind better get tighter. Or you'll be left behind. And that's what's happening. People are being left behind. Because they don't understand that the world was created by the wisdom of God. But the world by wisdom knew not God. So it pleased God in verse 21 of 1 Corinthians 1. Verse 21, it says, For, and it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Well, he couldn't preach wisdom to them. So he preached the foolish things to them and got them saved anyway. Mm. He reversed it. Well, let's go to 1 Corinthians 2, verse 4 through 9. Let's see what it says there. Just walk with it. Say amen when you get that, please. In this book here that I'm reading, 1 Corinthians 2, verse 4, it says, And my speech and my preaching was not with, what kind of words? Enticing words of whose wisdom? Man's wisdom. But in demonstration of the spirit and the power. There is no way that H-O-D, this this assembly here. If it wasn't God didn't have his hand on it, there is no way that we could do what we do in the world. But the word of God said one can put a thousand to flight and two ten thousand. So how many demons do you think that we put in the flight with just a handful? I keep going back to Gideon. He started out with 32,000. 22,000 left automatic. And then God still say, you still got too many with that 10,000. I don't even need that to do what I got to do. Give me 300. Three equals the resurrection. Three. Just give me some people that's resurrected in the spirit, and I'll get some things done. I don't, I don't, I don't need a whole bunch of people to get it done. You see? Because I serve an infinite God, a big God. And see, it, don't, it, don't, it, it, it does not confirm or predicate. Our success in God don't predicate how many people involved in this. Because I told you before, you don't need but one Donald Trump. That's all, just one. You don't need a whole lot of people to get what you need done. You just need the right one, sister. Just the right, just one. That's got what you need. And I bet you when you find that one that's got what you need, he'll find in you what you need if you're carrying the right thing in you. And then there'll be that trade-off. 
There'll be that trade-off, okay. You help me, now I'm going to help you. Because now he see the vision. Didn't see it before, but he see it now. Why? Because what you brought to him helped him. His money couldn't do for him what God could. He used to go to bed miserable at night with millions of dollars. Now he sleeps like a baby and gives away millions and tens of millions keep coming back. Every million he gives out, tens of millions come back. And he's sleeping on it. He's sleeping now. He ain't worried about it no more. Because the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guards our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. See, he caught on to that revelation. So the Bible says that, and my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom. You know how they preach to you. James 3, 14 through 17 talked about his two kinds of wisdom. Wisdom from the earth, which is sensual, devilish, envyism, strife, all that kind of stuff, worldly stuff. That's the wisdom of the earth. And what you'll do is, is you will sit there and allow the devil to play on your mind on this earthly wisdom. Because now you're down low. And then when you go down low, you can't see what's up top. You can't hear what's up, on, up top. Because you got to understand, to hear what's on top, you got to get through the power of the air. So now you're down low, and everything that you're hearing is from that low state of heaven, where the prince of the air is. Well, y'all don't get it. That's the only thing you can hear. And he'll have you thinking you're right, and you're just crazy as a big bug. And everybody knows you're crazy, but you. And everybody be talking, man, when you going to wake up? Shake, shake, shake. Come out that dream. Come out that dream. I'm all right. No, you ain't all right. You got bumps all over your face. You know, you're breaking out in bumps. I'm all right. No, you're not all right. You are not all right. You need to be healed. You're not all right. But he says here that the other type of wisdom is that wisdom from above. So it's two kinds of wisdom. You see, earthly wisdom, heavenly wisdom. The wisdom that God says that they didn't understand is the wisdom from above. The world didn't understand it. Don't understand it at all. So what the world try to do is because it don't understand the wisdom from above, it tries to contaminate that which is from above. Tries to contaminate it. Try to bring it into the world and distort it. But Paul said, I come in the demonstration of the spirit and of the power. That your faith, verse 5, 1 Corinthians, verse 5, uh, second, second chapter, verse 5, that your faith, say your faith, should not stand in the wisdom of me, but it's got to stand in the power of God. See, if you got faith, don't let your faith stand in what man can do for you. But it's about what the power of God can do for you. So, that don't mean that man can't help you because God works through man so that you can get help. So the devil will trick you and tell you, I don't need God. I don't need man to tell me nothing. I got yeah, you do. Because the Bible says, how you gonna hear unless you have a preacher? So don't trick yourself. 
You're doing just what the devil wants you to do. Trick yourself. He's going to trick you right out of your anointing. He's going to trick you right out of your crown, your eternal crown. Because when all this whole garbage over, it ain't nothing but a vapor. And then it's all gone. And your life done passed by. Now you ain't got nothing to look for. You don't have no interest put up in heaven or nothing. Well, you got it all while you were here. You gambled and lost. You gambled on the wrong horse. You should have gambled on the white horse coming out of heaven. And the one that was dipped in blood. That's huh. what you should have done. That's your faith. Mm -hmm. Well, what is your faith? Hebrews 11 1 say, now. That word is now again. Faith huh. is the evidence of things hoped for in the or the, or, the, or, the, or the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things that are not seen. Faith. Your faith. So your faith, if your faith standing in the power of God, then your faith, you've got to have a faith that, first of all, it's got to be now. And the next thing that that faith has to be is that faith has to be a substance. You're going to have to see something in the spirit realm. And it's a substance. See, faith is a substance. Now, when you see it, you're going to have to be dissuaded because that word evidence there in, 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 in the, the, the Greek lexicon means to be persuaded. So you're going to have to be persuaded about what you see in the spirit realm. Because God, in Romans 4, 17, called those things out that aren't as though they were. You see, he already knew. He already saw it. So he spoke it. That's why the Bible says life and death is in the power of the tongue. Power of the tongue. So our faith doesn't stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. How be it we speak, verse 6, are you there? How be it we speak wisdom among them that are what? That means that word there, perfect, means mature. You can't speak wisdom to immature people. They're made. They want milk. They want the same old stuff. But it said we speak this wisdom to them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor the prince of this world, nor of the prince of this world that comes to nothing. But verse 7 says, but we speak the wisdom of God in a what? Mystery. Even the hidden wisdom. See, this is where the church is off at right here. They don't know nothing about the mystery. Which God ordained before the world unto our glory. Well, first of all, Mark 4.11. Look over there. Look at Mark 4.11. Talking about the mystery. Mark 4, 11 said, and he said unto them, talking about Jesus, said, unto you it is given to know the mystery of the what? Kingdom of God. Didn't say nothing about knowing the mystery of the church. It said, unto you it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. Now, Luke 17, 21 says that the kingdom of God is inside of us, so there's a mystery inside of us. Amen. 
that only the Holy Spirit, the church has never, they don't understand this because it's never been talked to them. They, like the man said last night, they go to church, they know when to shout hallelujah, they know when to dance, they know how to do everything. They, I mean, they got that thing down pat, man. Amen. I mean, they really got it down pat. But the only problem is this. They don't have that kingdom down pat that's inside of them. But Jesus said unto you. That's why you, 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 you're under a special breed. Unto you is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God, which is inside of you. How you gonna know it? Go to the book. Let's see. Let's go over here to Matthew 16, 19. In reference to the mystery. 16, 19. Now Jesus saying that, hey, Peter, upon this rock, hearing. Peter means hearing. Hearing of the word. Upon this rock. Will I be on my church? Mm -hmm. Oh, what he told me. But look in verse 19. Are we there? Amen. Matthew 16, verse 19. Talk about this mystery. He says, And I will give unto thee the what? Keys of the what? And where is it? In you. And it's a mystery, right? So a mystery is hidden. That means you got to have something to unlock it. See, I can't get in that door legally unless I got the key. Didn't say any other way like a thief in a rock. Jesus had the keys to give. But the problem with folk is that they don't use the keys. They tell you something, these keys ain't worth two cents that's in my pocket. I, you, I can have all the keys in the world, they ain't worth nothing until I use them. And guess what? You gotta use them in the right lock for it to work. Now, I've got You've got the mystery in you, the kingdom. The kingdom of God is not church knowledge, it's kingdom knowledge. Totally different. Jesus taught, at 1 verse 3, Jesus taught for 40 days before he left here on the kingdom of God, things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Why? Because you're the church, you're in a sanctuary. And like I told you before, the only thing that the church has ever been was a road, an avenue for you to enter in to the kingdom of God that was inside of yourself. In other words, you got saved, you became the church. Now that gave you the insight to see the kingdom of God. You can't get where you're going until you see where you're going. You ain't going to stumble up on this kingdom, I'm sorry. You got to, you got to go in by the door. There, ain't, there is no stumbling up in heaven. Do you understand me? But a whole bunch of us can't stumble up and go to hell. Because we can't tell. You can't tell them nothing. See? see, when you get in your little, I'm doing a devotional now to send out about pride. See, pride is what causes people not to hear God's word no more. You take these old ones that's been here, they're the worst ones. The young ones come in, they hear the word. The ones that's been in from the beginning, they get dull of hearing. They think, you know, God will shake the tree and you don't see him no more. Hey, I'm just telling the truth. I ain't holding nothing back. I'm, I'm a truth speaker. Everybody in here know 
All of them. You know, don't. You know. And it's my job to reveal to you so that when, when you bust your head and you wonder what, then God don't speak to you and he going to tell you, well, I sent my prophet to you to tell you about it. But you didn't listen. Oh, just let them go back and tell my brother. No, they didn't listen to the prophet, so ain't no need of me sending. No, I ain't sending Lazarus nowhere. Lazarus was me in my book. You had your chance to hear. So you see what I did? Wash my hands. I got too much other stuff to do, Reverend Jim. There's too much in life to do for God to try to take somebody somewhere that they don't want to go. You can't do that. If you want to go to hell, ain't nothing I can do about that. Is it? I've been called to get the people that want to go to hell. That's what I've been called to do. I have not been called to fight with people who don't want to go to heaven. Where I'm going. Make sense? How you going to pull somebody up a hill and they don't want to go? It's hard enough going up at your sack. Huh? And then you got somebody else fighting you all the way. I'm trying to keep you from drowning, but you're fighting me. Turn them loose. And swim out that water. That's the way it is. That's how it is. Bible says that I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever you loose in the earth shall be loose in heaven. So we got a lot of power in this kingdom. A lot. But you got to learn how to use the keys. Now how do you learn how to use the keys? By following the instructions. That's how you learn. Not by rolling on the floor. But by following the instructions. You got to study and make yourself approved. As a workman under God. That needed not to be ashamed. But rightly dividing the word of truth. You got to rightly divide this thing. You can't do this thing your way. You got to do this thing God's way. If you're not willing to do this thing God's way, then why are you here? I, I just asked the question. Why do you come to church if you're not going to do it God's way, people? What? But the Word of God says in 1 Corinthians, the second chapter, Verse 8 says that which none of the princes of this world knew. For had they known it, they would have never crucified the Lord of glory. See, they didn't know what they were doing when they were crucifying Jesus. See, when they crucified Jesus, they thought they were getting rid of him. They didn't know that what they was about to do was release a virus into the earth. Y'all don't hear me. Y'all don't hear me. They didn't know that they was about to release a virus called the resurrection in the earth. My God. And what happened was, when they killed him, they thought they had him. And he went down 
in hell and preached the gospel and got those saved that was in hell because everybody got to hear the word. Everybody got to have a chance to get saved. I got the word to back that up. Read Peter. Read Peter. Read the book of Peter. I think it's First Peter, the fifth chapter. I think it is up in there. But read the books of Peter. It'll tell you about how the gospel was preached to the dead. That's why he stayed down low. He done off the cross. Because it wouldn't have been fact for God to save those that were still living and not give those. Everybody got to hear the gospel. Everybody from Adam all the way up. Everybody got to hear it and confess out of their mouth and believe in their heart. Everybody. The Bible says, whosoever call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Got to open your mouth at this thing. I don't care if you've been dead before you even came alive. When Jesus went down to hell, everything down there that was dead, he preached to to give a chance. That's why the graves opened up in the book of Matthew. The graves opened up. And many of the saints were seen walking around the room. Read the book. I'm telling you what the book says. I'm talking about a supernatural God. I ain't, I, I'm, not, I'm not talking about a, a give me your stuff, God. I'm talking about a supernatural God. We're supernatural beings, eternal beings. Don't waste my time on no foolishness. I'm preaching a spiritual word, a word that's going to get us into heaven. And if you ain't about heaven now, you, you ain't in the right place. You've got to be about God's work. God's work is a heavenly work. God's work is to destroy the works of the devil. How? Through the preaching of the gospel. That's what God's word is. God said, you stand for that foot and you preach it. And I've got your back. You don't worry about it. You just preach it. Don't you sell yourself out like many others have. Get up and preach the word of God. Under any circumstances, rain, sleet, or snow, it makes no difference. Sunshine, I don't care. Preach it. Be in season and out of season. Preach it. Preach it. Because we're in a time now where people don't want to hear the truth. They don't want to hear sound doctrine. So somebody got to stand flat-footed. Because when you preach that garbage so long, people don't know no better. Because people don't study the majority of them. They just hear whatever and think it's just because it sounds good, they believe it. And then the devil starts telling lies to you and how you believe in your own lies. The Bible said if they knew what they were doing, they never would have crucified him. See, they didn't know that they had released the bodies through killing him. But they did. But look at verse 9. See, this is, this is where the depth of the kingdom come in at. It says, but as it is written, our eyes have not seen. Our ears have not heard. Neither have entered into the heart of men. The things that God has prepared for those of us that love him. See, we can't even comprehend what God has for us. That's a mighty big statement there. But watch this. But God. Somebody say, but God. But God has revealed them unto us by his what? For the Spirit searches what? All things. Yeah, 
the deep things of God. That's what the Spirit does. Now, here we are. God has prepared some incredible things for those of us that love Him. But look at 2 Timothy 3, verse 1 through 7. Because I got to give you the whole thing. I got to give you the whole thing. 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 7. How many of y'all know we're living in the last days? Last days. 2 Timothy 3, verse 1 through 7. See, if I give you the word, right, then, then that frees me. See, that, 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 that lets me off the hook. But in the last days, are we there? The Bible says that this know also. We've already heard about the good things God got for Eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard. Neither has been placed in the heart of man what God has for those, prepared for those, prepared for those that love him. There's some things prepared for us. But God said, I've revealed it to you by my spirit. But he says in 2 Corinthians 3, Verse 1 through 7, that this, I want you to know this also, though, that in the last days, somebody say last days. days. In other words, we know that that word days means required, things that are required of us. There's something that's going to be required of this world in the last days. Are you with me? This is what's going to be required. That are going to be perilous times shall come. See, that's a requirement. That word perilous means dangerous. Is it not dangerous out here? It means there's going to be a reduced state of faith. Is it not a reduced state of faith out here? And then there's going to be a reduced in strength, and it's going to be difficult times. So perilous times means it's going to be dangerous. There's going to be a reduction in the strength toward doing that which is right, and there's going to be difficult times. Hello, world. Are we there? Yeah. I'm going to tell you something. Man said last night, we're rich. If you're living in America, you're rich. People didn't want to say amen to that. Because they're greedy. Americans are greedy. Most Americans ain't been nowhere, so they don't know that two-thirds of the globe eat rats, digging up worms. Oh, y'all don't hear me. But Americans think that they privileged. The more you give them, the more they want. Well, how much do you need? You're so greedy. You got one pair of shoes, you want another one. I mean, I, I'm the same way. But I just control it. I'm the same way, but I, I got a control appetite. I know when I'm going overboard. Say, oh, I don't want to go there. I want to go there. But you see, Americans are greedy. God said we're rich. He's given us all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. God said we're wealthy. But his wealth ain't our wealth. So we can't see what he see about us. You see. 
He say you're wealthy, you say you're poor. That's what he said in the book of Revelation. He said, no, you're rich. No, I'm naked and I'm poor. No. No, you're a giant. I'm a grasshopper. No. You can take it. You can get this. You can get this thing called eternal life if you really want it. And I guarantee you, I've been two-thirds around this world. And I guarantee you, I done did just about everything a man can do. And I'm going to tell you something. The best thing that I've ever done was come to know Jesus Christ. Everything else that I did led me to misery and disgust in myself and in everybody that was involved in me. And that's just a bona fide truth. Now, I don't know about you, but I can talk about me. I'm thankful that God saved me. You know, I've been doing better since God saved me, and I accept it. I don't know about nobody else now, but I'm just telling you about me. I'm telling you what God did for me. Took me out of prison cells, out of, out of homeless shelters, out of abandoned houses, out of drug addiction. I'd have gone out there doing all that other stuff, laying down or with, with, with any and every kind of woman, you know what I'm saying? Amen. Took me away from that. It's a wonderful thing to do. What I think about it. It, it. it really is. Got me through the military. It's a wonder that I'm not dead. I can't speak for nobody else, but I can speak about me. And I'm thankful for what God has did for me. Because when I was about 17, I thought I knew it all. He couldn't tell me nothing. I thought I knew. And then I went on this voyage of self-destruction. And let me tell you something. Paul says, touch not, taste not, hell not. Those that use the uses their real carriage. There are some things that you put your hand to in this life, y'all better listen to me, that'll haunt you for the rest of your life. You better hear sound counsel. Be careful what you put your hands to. You might not can release it. I'm just trying to hit you. Verse 2 of 2 Timothy 3, verse 2 says, For men shall be lovers of their own selves. They ain't lovers of God. Own self. They're going to be covetous. That means, that word covetous means they're greedy for money. Am I in the right place? Amen. They're going to be boasters. They're going to be proud. They're going to be blasphemers. Amen. Look at Second Thessalonians 2, verse 4 and 5. How it talks about that antichrist spirit. How that thing, it'll, it'll, it, it, it'll exalt and oppose itself everything called itself God. <coughs> it can't stand anything. And that's what we got out here in the world today. You start talking about Jesus Christ, and you got a fight on your hands. Amen. Just try. As long as you're quiet, you can be a good Christian. You're a good little Christian. But you start talking about Jesus Christ, and you and, and you see, you see. But you can promote everything else, and it's everything. Yeah, we for that. We for that. You start talking about Jesus. 
You start talking about Jesus and problems are going to start coming your way. Because the devil ain't just going to sit back and let you do that. He's not going to do that. Bible say they're going to be disobedient to parents. Look at the children out here. They're going to be unthankful. Everything God do for people. God, God, God do a lot of things for people. Everything from giving money to heal them and everything else, and we still unthankful. See, we can say anything with our mouth, but God is looking at what we do. Your actions. See, that's what God is doing. God is looking at what we do. It's best you don't even talk. That's when you ain't doing nothing. It's best. But don't be talking about, I'm a Christian. No. We, 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 we do. That's what I do. Unholy. Without natural affection. Y'all know what that is. Truth breakers. Can't trust them. False accusers. When they don't like, when, when, when they don't like, because you preach the word, then they go and talk about you. They accuse you falsely. Y'all ever had anybody like that? Yeah. When you don't give them what they want, you're all right as long as you're doing what you want. Y'all ever had anybody like that? I bet y'all got some folks like that in y'all families, don't you? I bet you. I bet all of us got some. I bet everybody got somebody that they know like that, that's close to them. Oh, you do what they, yeah. Oh, you get the best thing in the world. Stop doing and you'll see or stop telling them what they want to hear. And then you say, I can't stand it. Yeah, but you just told me you loved and you just told me how great. And you done flipped. What happened? You got pancake in you. You flip them. You'll flip. False accusers, incontinent, that means out of control. Fierce, that means they're killing in a heartbeat. And that means they're despisers of those things that are good. That, that are good. The Bible says that they are traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure, more than lovers of, of God. Look what they got. They got a form of God. They look like the real thing. But they deny the power thereof. Now look at the words. The words say, from such turn away. That's God's word. Oh, but you know the Lord just loves what God's word says from such turn away. In other words, there come a time, church, when that form of godliness just don't work no more. You run out of lies, it just don't work no more. There comes a time, church, when that happens to all of us. All of us. And you get to the point, you have to make a decision. Now what you gonna do? You know, God will come to you and ask you that. You believe that? God will, God will come to you and say, "Okay, no more playing. What you gonna do?" The ball's in your court, and you better get to bouncing. Now, whichever way you bounce, it's fine with God. But God will come to you, and He'll present Himself to you. He'll remove the pastor. And here, the which is your filter. I keep telling y'all that. He'll remove it. I told y'all, not long ago. I say everybody needs a covering. I know God is your covering, but God has a local assembly for your covering. 
You need a family. It wasn't long after that we had to deal with Sister Ruth, didn't we? It wasn't long after that. And thank God that we were all there for her because we love her. Look what would have been like this. You haven't been there, Sister Prophetess, look, look what, you understand what I'm saying? See, we're out here playing games and, 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 and not realizing that we're playing on death's door. You need a family, a church family, that can strengthen you and be there for you when you're going through. Because it ain't going to be long before every one of us going to have to call on each other to get a helping hand. Now, I'm trying to tell you now, don't you get so pompous that you think you all of that. You're going to need somebody. And the one that's done pulled your mind away from your family, they're not going to be there for you. When the dark day comes, you better hear me. No, you better hear God. They're not going to be there for you. How can you turn away from that which has been good to you and been your family and start listening to the devil? Knowing that the devil don't care nothing about you. The thief came to do nothing but steal and kill and destroy. You're going to let him pull you off your pedestal with God. And then when he gets you out there stranded, then you will get you all alone. Where your friends at now? When you're in the hospital and you need somebody to come and see you. When your family members or yourself is in the mug, well, you, you won't know, but your family will know. <laughs> you like that, really? I'm going to preach. I don't care. Because I'm trying to save our souls. Mess around and we die out here and go to hell. Mess around and we die out here and go to hell. Oh, something stupid. Doing that wrong, just being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Get a bullet in your head. Boy, I went out to party. Wasn't gone but a few hours. Worked up there with you. Never did make it home. Figured he'd go out and party. Went out and party. Found his car down the ravine. He dead. What, a couple days later? You think that he felt that he was going to die before he went to park? If he, if he, if he, wouldn't, he wouldn't have went. Yeah. Young man, brilliant man, young black man. No right man. Took him over here on a date, met on Facebook. He didn't know that she was setting him up. Two dumb young brothers come up in there, pop two in his head. You think he would have went out on that date? Okay, Facebook. Okay. Okay. I'm so, what I'm trying to say, church, is we better know who it is we rubbing shoulders with because everybody don't care about us. And it's dangerous. We're among dangerous minds. People will kill you. 
going to be honest. I'm just telling it like it is. I don't care. I see a bunch of little old jitterbugs on the corner. I get shaky too. I don't know if I need to go that way or not. Scare me. Huh? Don't play with me. Let's just tell it like it is. Do I really need to go down through there? Because they're crazy. And they'll try you too. So don't play games up in here. Let's be honest. Let's just tell the truth. What's wrong now? Well, y'all not say that. I'll say what I need to say to get through to you. Having a form of godliness, we didn't come to the end. But denying the power thereof from such turn away. And verse 7 says, For they are forever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. You can preach, you can preach, Rev, you can preach, you can preach, you can preach, but never come to the knowledge of the truth. And I just told you that. Matter of fact, over and over and over and over and over. 1 Corinthians 2.10, and I'm closing. 1 Corinthians 2.10. Here's what the Word of God says. 1 Corinthians 2.10, it says, For what man knoweth the things of a man? Or 2.10 says, But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit, for the Spirit search all things, yea, the deep things of God. And my final scripture is verse 14. But look at here. But, that word is but, but the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God. The natural man. That's the carnal man. You know, there's two kinds of Christians, carnal-minded and spiritual-minded. The carnal-minded Christian cannot reach in and receive the message from the kingdom of God. They can understand church doctrine, but they don't understand kingdom. Big difference. But the natural man received not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. So, if you tell a person, and I'm closing, if you tell a person, Brenda, you come on up, if you tell a person that the Word of God says that you can buy with no money, and eat bread and don't pay. If you tell a carnal-minded person that, they, they, they won't be able to grasp that. But the Word of God says that you can do that. So we've tested that here at HOD. And it's worked. It didn't say that somebody wouldn't be spending the money. It says you buy and eat with no money. You. Everything we do out here costs money, people. Don't you think it don't? Somebody, it costs to somebody. Somebody pays. And it ain't no little bit of money either that's being paid. It's a lot. Because anytime you're talking about going to doing ministry work, you're talking about doing a lot. You, you, it, it costs money. When we go to pick up stuff, these big trucks that these folks be running around the country with, I ain't gonna call no names. But let me tell you something. It costs money to run them tractor trailer trucks. It costs money. 
And when you reap the benefits of it, you don't even think about it. Who paid the debt? What somebody paid for? You don't even think about that. All the time you be looking at it, open your hand out. But the question is this: Do you ever give back? That's the question. The question is, is that you find time to spend your money on the things that you want to spend it on, but when it comes to God, then you put them on the back burner. You come to church on Sunday. But it was God the one that gave it to you when you did have it. But you wasn't thinking about God then. Don't tell me about it, I'm going to preach this. I'm the preacher in here. We need to know the truth about ourselves. Can a man rob God? But the Bible said, You rob me in my tithes and my office. But can a man rob God? He said, Because you rob me, that canker worm, it'll eat, it, it'll eat you up. But he said, now, if you do what you're supposed to do, I'll rebuke the devourer. In other words, I'll keep, that, I'll keep that caterpillar from eating up. You know why a lot of us ain't no further in life than where we are? Because we are thieves. We're just plain out thieves. We rob God. Yeah, we do. And that's why we never didn't get nowhere. And every time we think we're getting somewhere, what God do? He said, I'm going to blow off. That's what his word says. Now that's what God's word says. God lets you build yourself up. You think you're getting in here. Now you're strutting. And God laughing at you because he got a trap door spider right up there. As soon as you step on it, that spider going to And you go, what happened? Am I right about it, Rick? That's the way we do, God. But here's hope. I'm not going to leave you without. All we got to do is accept the chastisement because God chastises those that he loves and scourges every son that he receives. Now, he said that if you receive the chastisement, that you are as his son. But if you don't, you're a That means that you are a child without a dad. Mm. That's what he said. I ain't out of it. That's what he said. You have to take it up to God. Hebrews, read the book. Don't, don't take issues with me. Take it up to God. Because I don't preach nothing in here but the word. I have nothing else for you except the word. And if that ain't good enough for you, then it's okay. God, God, I, I serve a God that can wait you out. I serve a God that's got more time than you. That's what I like about that. See, I serve a God that can wait you out. See, you life is but a vapor. You got a few little old years and then it's over. That's all over. You know what I'm saying? And God's still there waiting. And truth is too. Just like that. Amen? Amen. 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 Brenda, come up and pray for him. Dick and y'all come around and take up the uh uh uh